Hello, listener. Do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? Well, Jay and Mike like scary movies, too. You should go and subscribe to their podcast. We watched a movie. Because if you don't, I'll gut you like a... Well, I think you get the idea. Enjoy yourselves while you still can. Hey, guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I am Mike. That was a countdown. Never seen that before, have you? <laughs> Stuff's weird around here. I'm so excited. I got to get this thing off my screen. I can't see you guys. I need the lights on the crowd, please. Where are you guys? There you are. What's up, G Nasty? Miles Brown, Vanessa. Gotta love you, Vanessa. That's all. I just love you. Uh, Inky, what's up? Brand Slash. That sounded scary. Marcelo DeCipio, who says their own name. Marcelo DeCipio. <laughs> Welcome. What's up, Dante? Holy moly. Uh, that's pretty good ranking, man. Next gen, what's happening, guys? Hey, thank you guys for joining me this carry the Tuesday afternoon, and uh, I'm excited to be here. How was your all's brackets? How did your bracket week go? Did you get butt effed? I'm gonna wait to curse till there's like at least two to three minutes. Uh, did you get butt f u c k e d on your brackets this week? I know I did. I had like seven, and uh, I have like two left that aren't complete dog shit covered in pepperoni speaking of dogs my dog is really trying hard to get some screen time thor what are you doing why are you looking at me like that get out of the screen this is my youtube channel it's not for you uh, ow hey i didn't enjoy that very much but i enjoy you guys uh yeah my bracket's totally screwed man kentucky loss not good not good everything bad all bad things but it's a new week it's a new week. We can do anything we want to. John Wick 4 comes out this week. That's exciting. I can't wait for that. Uh, Jay Clinton is at a dentist appointment. So we're all, despite the horrible jokes on the channel, having a better day than he is at the moment. <laughs> uh, now, Jay couldn't be here because he has a dentist appointment. So I figured I was what I was going to do is I was going to film this yesterday. And I just woke up as well as this. Like, I can't do anything with my brain. So and then today... Um, we were supposed to live stream, so I was just like, I'm going to squish them together. So I'm going to do the video I was going to do yesterday and do the live stream with you guys. And Jay doesn't love talking about Scream that much, so perfect situation. Might as well. Hey, hey, life gives you lemons, you fuck the apples, right? That's the saying. I think that's how you do it. I think that's how it's done. Works for me, guys. Works for me. Um... So, yeah, going to start the ranking here in just a few minutes and let people trickle in here a little bit. Probably about 11.15, start that ranking up. And then Jay will be here. Probably we'll do it Thursday. We'll probably do the next stream Thursday. And we're going to do our action tier rankings. So that'll be really fun. I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, I'm looking forward to see... Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing John Wick 4 this week. I've been we're watching those movies for an article I'm doing. Dude, and I've been watching all the Keanu movies, too. That guy is insanely talented. I, I know people used to give him crap. At least they still probably do give him crap before we found out that he was like the coolest person in life ever on screen and off. But I'm telling you, man, he has more horror bangers and stuff like that than you think. Um, there's fucking Devil's Advocate. That's a banger. That's like a... Honestly, this is the way I wrote it. Um, the Devil's Advocate is like 
Sam Raimi fucked Martin Scorsese and had a baby. Because it's like a sweeping Scorsese epic. But it's got some dumb, cool horror shit in it, like and some scary stuff in it, like uh, like a Sam Raimi film. So, yeah, man. What's up, Markins? It's good to see you and your crotch beard. I hope those aren't your pubes. <laughs> I will check that out. I never check my fucking Facebook messages, so that's probably why I haven't seen that. Gmail is definitely the best way to get a hold of me, or AOL.com instant messenger. But no, I'll check it. I'll check it, man. Thank you. Um, for letting me know. Wyatt! The one they call Wyatt who's taking a picture with a strange bald man who pretends to murder people in the streets in Halloween movies. He says, we are here dealing with a Rolex-wearing, diamond ring-wearing, kiss-stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying, son-of-a-gun, woo! Stream time. (laughs) I loved it, man. Man, that'll wake you up in the morning. Just stare at yourself in the mirror and say that. I feel better already. I'm feeling fucking awesome now, dude. Thank you. What's up, Omari T? Appreciate you, man. Says Scream 7. Set on t- Christmas, twist, Ghostface is Santa Claus. Uh, honestly, you know, I'm into it. At this point, Santa Claus movies need more of an update than Scream movies do. People are always like, oh, another Scream movie. You're killing it. It's too much. We've done this dance. I'm like, bitch, do you know how many fucking movies we release about Santa Claus every year? That fat bastard, I'm so sick of him and his magical cookie, fat fucking milk drinking ass. I'm tired of Santa Claus. Guy's not even real. I hope your children aren't watching. I don't know what just happened there, but I'm really sick of Christmas movies. You know? Christmas horror, okay. Fine. Set set Scream during Christmas. I'm good with that. I love the idea of setting Scream during Christmas. In the snow, the lights, cool shit like that. Tired of Santa Claus bullshit. Maybe I just didn't get the butt plug I was asking for this year. I don't know. I don't know. That was salty. I went from happy to salty really fast. I'm sorry about that. I'm like Kanye in here. <laughs> no, holy moly, he's not real. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Tomo, no, no Hallmark for me. I don't have to watch the Hallmark movies. Thankfully, uh, I'm not forced to watch them. I watched. I saw a couple just by. It's my kids. My kids watch the movies, so I see all those. And I don't mind the movies, but it's a, when they're releasing what like the new ones piss me off. I'm like, we already have 86 of this fucking movie. Why are we doing another Santa Claus movie? Think of something new. You dicks. What's up, little Miss Coffin Cutie? Good to see you as always. It says not scream related, but did you see Trick or Treat Studios is taking pre-orders on Corey Scarecrow Mass? I did not. Shall we look at it together? Yes, we will. Because those masks were dope. Um, let's see here. Trick or Treat Studios. I'm going to share the screen with you guys. Check it out. Trick or Treat Studios. What the hell they sell them for? No. Goddamn jellyfish spaceships. Um... The art action figure I did not know was a thing. That's dope by itself. But anyways, we're talking Halloween ends. Hey, it's cheap too, twenty bucks. It should be because it's just a plastic mask. But that's pretty dope, honestly. Like it says, sculpted by Christopher Nelson and Vincent Van Dyke. Um, you know that's. It says it has a plastic with an elastic strap. I will buy that. I will buy that. I want to own that. Despite how you feel about Corey, you got to admit the scene next to the pool when he's where's the corkscrew, Ted into that dude's neck dr mathis (laughs) 
it was really fun. Um, I liked that scene a lot. And I thought Corey had some good kills, despite I know how everybody feels about that. But still, that's pretty dope. Little Miss. Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss can't be wrong. Will you guys buy that? Yes or no? Check yes or no. Uh, Desi J, hey, what's up? Lovely hair once again. Says, I want Scream 7 to open and leave us immediately. <laughs> this just ends. That was the movie. It's a short. Welcome to the sh- Oscar shorts. It's the only way they'll give fucking horror an Oscar. Uh, leave us immediately with Game of Thrones, Ned Stark feeling. No one is safe. Take the chances. Happy Thursday. You know, I've been thinking about that. Took the family to see, not the little one, but I took the, the wife and the and the 13-year-old to see Scream 6 yesterday. And third third viewing. And I just, I had the funnest time just watching their faces. When something was about to come up, I would just do the, you know, and uh, just watching their faces. And I could tell they were shocked by the reveal because when, uh, and Scream spoilers, everybody. But when Bailey comes in the room, like, I looked at both of them and they went, oh. <laughs> like, I was like, yes, that's great. Um, but what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah. I thought the same thing. And Katie was like, there's no way they all survived all those stabs. And I was like, that is one of the – and it's also – it is a little bit frustrating because, like, I – for me, when I watch the screen movies, like, I take in the overall perif. And that that's – you'll see this when I do my rankings for the Ghostface Killers. It's not about being tight as a drum. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to say, like, my butt. It's not about being – the plot being tight as a drum. Uh, or anything like that it's it's not about like there being no plot holes it's not about being like oh that doesn't you know i could sit there and 23s could do a list all day long of everything wrong with the movies you know what i'm saying like i feel like anybody could do that i'd rather go to a movie and watch it and see how it makes me feel rather than like with a with a notepad but and scream six is exactly that it is a feeling it's a ride it's entertainment it's joyful but there's a lot of stuff that they really could have. The frustrating part is watching that. I knew people were going to be like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And I understand that. Like, I understand that. And when you're doing a whodunit, they should fix some of that stuff. I'm just talking about how I experienced movies and why it didn't bother me. But that being said, the frustrating part of this is that there were so many things they could have fixed. Very easy tie-ins together. Like, you, you could have just not had everybody get stabbed so much. Um and then it won't be so believable that they lived. Like I, I'm fine with the core four living. You don't have to kill off someone every film because that would just get redundant. And they made their point about why they did that on purpose because they wanted this to have a happy ending for their crew. Like they did in the original scream, right? 182 viewers blink or two. Let's fucking go. Um, but what was I saying? Oh yeah. Uh, just, just take like uh, Chad scene. Maybe have him get stabbed one less fucking time. I don't know. Just, I, I get they're trying to make us think he's dead. And I was excited, but then immediately I was like, but that doesn't make sense. Personally, I'd have killed Mindy. But to go to your point, Desi, Desi um, they should have fucking, uh, like, they're going to have to now. <laughs> now you have to. So do you just say fucking kill everybody? Like you're saying, just make you just make it mean as shit. Be like, we told you, don't fuck with us. Or we'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. But, like, they could do that. I mean, someone's definitely going to die in the next. That's a fact. That's for sure. Because if everybody survives the next movie, it's just going to be really, you know, Harry Potter. Um, So you're right. How many, though? I feel like a lot. I feel like we're going to have to pay for our good time. And usually you have to, depending on how handsome you are. Dan D., thank you so much. Scream 7 intro is a flashback to 1995. 
We see Billy Stu kill Marine Prescott. Oh, okay. I was thinking Scream 6. Okay, so the Scream 7 intro. Thanks, Dan, by the way. Um, sorry for that. That was gross sounding. It says, Scream 7 idea. Intro is a flashback to 95. We see Billy and Stu kill Marine Prescott using CGI, de-aging, stuff like that. You can actually get Matthew Lillard to do it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Legacy characters cameo. Cotton, Dewey, yes. Uh, reveal that Sam's mom was helping with the kill as the twist. Mirror 3. Ah. Now, I'm against the idea that they're going to replica three this time around because I know a lot of people are saying that. We talked about that a little bit. I don't think they're going to actually continue the trend of mirroring movie by movie. And I think they'll actually maybe even have a meta reference in the movie to where, like, no one no one wants to remake the third film in a trilogy. Halloween, Season of the Witch, Friday the 13th, Part 3D, uh, Dream Warriors. That was even good in most people's eyes, but no one's remaking it. They're all starting at the beginning. Uh, I could see them doing something like that because I just don't see them trying to ode to three where I think it's classically like depending on how you feel about it. I've learned to love it, but I think most people consider it the weakest of the franchise. I'd say the majority at least consider three of the weakest of the franchise. Uh, I'd say if you took a poll of every screen fan in the whole world, most people would think that that was the case. So I don't really see them trying to mirror three at all. I think that's going to end with two. And again, I think they may throw a meta reference in there. But I love the idea that you said the flashback. A, it's a, you got to do something we haven't seen before. Flashback is perfect for that. Two, it's very easy to de-age and stuff like that. Three, it gives the Matthew Lillard fans something to chew on. As we know, Guy Busick, I think, is the one who really wants Stu back. And one of the directors does not want Stu back. So it's a microcosm of what we all do as fans fighting about whether or not Stu's going to come back. So I feel like they're going to end up meeting in the middle. We're going to get Matthew Lillard, but it's not going to be his return to Stu. That's a possibility. Or he just writes a banger fucking script and just fills in all the holes of the Stu being a live story and 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 blows them away. That'd be, that'd be I, that, That's what I would do. If I was in that writing room, like we're doing one script where Stu lives and we'll have a safety script, but I want this fucker to read my idea and I bet it blows him away and we do the Stu thing. That's what I'd like to see. Holy shit tits. But this could be the alternate option that you get a, you get a bit of both. And I love that idea. Plus you get a little bit more Dewey. I like it. It's sexy. It's provocative. It gets the people going. What's up, Kyle? Get it up. I'm going to start the ranking in just a couple minutes. Sean Tubby, one, two, fucking three, says end of season six, Sam. It's end of Scream 7. Sam, Sid, and Tara facing off against Ghostface. And he says, hey, Sid, this Sam chick is pretty hot and violent, but she's no Sharon Stone. <laughs> Love you. Um, you know, she is both hot and violent. And that's how I like my hotness. Slightly violent. And, yeah, that would mean that, you know. You imagine if that's the reveal, though, if that's where Stu comes out, you know, he's just wearing the mask. You're no Sharon Stone. You're like, what the fuck? It's happening. It's real. Michael Barton, thanks, buddy, says, I hope David Sandberg finally makes lights out, too. Look, I'm not preying on anybody's fucking downfall here, okay? Not a bit. Bony Smasher, great story. Guy did a horror short, got a horror movie, got another horror movie, got a fucking superhero movie. That being said... Shazam did not do good at the box office. A story came out today that The Rock was part of the reason Shazam didn't do good at the box office because he said, I want Henry Cavill in my post-credit scene, not Zachary Levi, Levi, Levis. Yeah. Um, and and that apparently hurt Shazam's box office. But honestly, Shazam was such a formulaic-looking superhero movie. I think that's why it, it didn't do well at the box office. And plus, they were like, by the way, we're done with all this after this. But we already made this, so we have to put it out. We don't even want to put it out. 
here you go. It's not exactly an exciting thing to get people buying tickets, you know. But anyways, I don't. I, I hate for David Sandberg that his new movie didn't do very well. That being said, maybe the bright side of this, the silver linings playbook, is that he'll be able to go back and do more horror because the guy can do horror and original horror and say, fuck it. Hey, I'm going to go do the Jordan Peele, Zachary Kregers, whatever that guy's name is thing, the dude who did Smile just now, these guys who are getting huge movie deals based on original horror scripts. You don't need all this superhero fucking hassle, man. Go make some more amazing horror movies. Maybe we'll get that. Maybe we'll get that. And that's what I'd like to see deep into the night inky the alien good to see you says hi mike i changed my profile picture again i drew it myself this time you drew that shit that's fucking cool i actually dig it uh i I don't know what this is in reference to but your icon does look like it has a a finger up its butt like a surprise one whoa whoa. hey hey. um just a little bit for sure but hey it's good to see you says uh sorry i didn't know what else to say hey it's beautiful it's beautiful and you're beautiful and i love you Courtney Reed, what's up, dude? Said, I want Scream 7 and a- Appen during Christmas. <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to go to the library? <laughs> uh, I want an Aspen during Christmas. Yeah, dude. I think whatever you do, Creepy Duck Art sent over this fucking beautiful poster, the Scream poster. I'll have to show it to you guys, just in case you have not seen it yet. He sent over this fan-made poster uh, based on some of the ideas people were bringing up, and he brought up his own idea for uh for the new scream 7 movie because as you guys know we just did the video um where scream 7 should take place at and he sent this over and it's so sick just so sick all right i'm gonna share my screen with you guys right now do 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 okay check this out biggity biggity bam i know it's not so zoomed up you might have to squeeze your face as close to your screens but ghost face holding the knife you got the the snowy fucking cabin right there found you seven it's beautiful he says obviously it's way too early to know where scream seven will take us but that doesn't stop my brain worrying with the possibilities like that fucking blender from unfriended i said that part he said hear me out core four cabin snowstorm ghost face and uh it's sick it's a beautiful poster now, obviously, you got to figure out some ways around it if you're going to do that because you got to have more than the core four in there because you got to have your fucking carnage candy. You got to have people dying. I, I regret saying carnage candy because I actually hate that saying. I don't know why. It just seems, yeah. uh, it seems trite. I don't know why. But, anyways, yeah, this is a beautiful poster. I love the idea of them in a cabin. I love the idea of them in a the snow. I don't mind the idea of Ghostface switching out to a white robe a couple times. Just, just for pure tactical reasons, because he's wearing a ghost face in a white robe coming at you in the snow. Scary shit, in my opinion, right? Uh, depending on how, if you can get into a white robe. You definitely want the black one at some point. But how, I mean, it'd be so simple, right? Like, he has the white thing on outside, and then once he makes his way into the cabin, you just see him like a fucking, like Michael Jordan with the breakaway pants. You know, we always had them as kids. They, like, lined up the leg, the little buttons, and you just get, get ready to go into the game, and you just rip them off. For basketball, so a breakaway fucking like takes it off and all the snow and shit falls on the floor. He's probably going to make a mess. The Airbnb people aren't going to be happy, but this place is going to be covered in blood anyways. And then he's got the black on underneath it. And also, like somebody else said, seeing that the shimmeriness of the robe shimmering in the snow and the Christmas lights, sick. And think about all the meta references you could do if you said it during Christmas. Like, you know, I like I say, take this idea, mix it with a ski lodge 
And then you got the best of all the worlds. You got sort of, I still know what you did last summer thing where they're on vacation and the place gets shut down because of a snowstorm. You're shut down in a ski lodge. You can't leave. That shit's covered. No cell phones. Well, you got to have cell phones, right? It's a screen movie. So leave the cell phones on. Uh, it's Christmas time. So you got that badass setting. You got all the meta black Christmas stuff you can reference. The ski lodge has other visitors. So there, right there is your uh, people to be killed and also new questionables. And uh, let's go. I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. I'm into it all the way through inside and out and you know what else i'm getting into now i'm going to get into um my ranking of the ghost face so let's do that barb good to see you says i keep picturing sam going all dexter up in here you know that's an option too and again i thought that once again we're walking she's she's looking at the mask and she drops it and that still alive comes on that was very out of tone but they're it's got to be leading to somewhere, right? And that's why when I watch these movies, I go, did that mean anything or not? Why would they just show it to us if it doesn't mean anything? Same thing where uh, Detective Bailey is talking about. He's like, there's nothing like the connection between a father and his first son. And the camera pans to Ethan and he's like, Ugh. there was a reason for that, right? That might be a thread to a future movie, something. I don't know what it is, but there's a reason the camera went off of him and to Ethan when he was talking about Richie. To me, there's got to be. Uh, so also, I think there's a reason, Barb. They're they're talk they're they keep going deeper into the Sam psyche, but it could just be the fact that she's a badass killer with that knife. Just God, what she did to his arm at the end there. Whew. You know what else I noticed watching the movie again? Sam is like this tall, and Tara is like this tall. <laughs> like next to each other, you're like, God damn! Like she comes up to like her butt. It's crazy. Um, I appreciate you, Jordan Cruz. You sound like you're from London. Thanks, man. Yeah, clicking the like button helps. Really do appreciate that. Um, I will jump back into the Super Chats in just a minute. But for now, let's get into this motherfucker. I'm going to share my screen with you folks. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Here it is. Ghostface ranking. That's right. Spoilers abound from screen six. But guys, there are... Four fucking teen ghost face now. Mm-hmm. It's true. Now, technically, you could say there was 15 ghost face because in the original Scream movie, the attack on Sydney was not Billy or Stu. They didn't have a knife. It was just a random, it was a high schooler fucking with her. And there's no way both of them, either of them could have been in the bathroom at that point. So uh, technically that's a 15 ghost face, but they weren't trying to kill anybody. I think that's at least got to be the prerequisite because a lot of people were wearing the masks. But the prerequisite is you had to, the ghost face had to have the intent to murder at the very least. But um, let me catch up with you guys down here. Oh, down here. Holy shit, it's ghost face. <laughs> um, God damn, saved my grave. <laughs> oh, shit. That was, sorry. That's like you just you read that and you just, you know, here we are. A whole new world. Um, anyways, number 14. Sorry, You're right, by the way, T85. It's crushing the box office. And you know who got crushed and put into a box? Fridge Guy. That is the worst ghost face, the number 14 ghost face. The beginning of Scream 6, when Tony Revolori's character is playing the hot or cold game with ghost face, 
and he goes to open the door. <laughs> he goes to open the door, and he—I love what Ghostface. I love, love, fucking love. Um, Robert Roger Jackson's voice right here when he goes to open the door, and he goes, "You're on fire." That is one of the most underrated Ghostface lines ever. It sounded like NBA Jam. I was waiting on him to be like, "Boom, shakalaka laka." Uh, but yeah, fridge guy. He opens up the fridge. His buddy's decapitated. His legs over here. His arms over there. And uh, he's he's fucking dead. So he never even did anything. Never even killed anybody. But he intended to. So I'll count him on the list. At the very least, um, fridge guy from Scream Six, number thirteen. Also from Scream Six. Hang on. Ethan from Scream 6. The second worst ghost face, in my opinion. I don't know. I just, I didn't, like, he didn't ruin the movie for me because for me, 6, the real reveal was, uh, it was Detective Bailey. He was the leader. He was the one doing everything. Uh, I've said I probably, <laughs> I probably put uh, Roman uh, below fridge guy. Yeah, no, I, it, it just, it had nothing new to offer really at all. And he was kind of, I don't know. He's kind of bratty and annoying to me. Like when he's like, that's right. It's me. I'm Ethan and I'm his son. It's just, he had one good line though, where he's like, I've always wanted to stick something in you, Tara. It was everybody in the field went, ew, but that was a decent line. But again, just the way it was delivered. Didn't love it. He had a great death scene though, when she sticks the knife in and then twists it. And then he got the stew TV death. Um, like, I didn't even hate him. I just didn't, you know, like, what did he do? What did he do at all? He's just almost like, it's just kind of weird. Uh, yeah, Dan, I'm definitely counting fridge guy, man. We got to be proper on this motherfucker. But I mean, is there anything else to say about Ethan? I mean, even like, I would have liked him if, I feel like he should have been a character who died. Because he was sort of likable as a person when he had the scene between him and Sam when he was like, oh, do you need any? I have some tissues. I have what three or, or when Chad was trying to get him hit on or whatever. Like I thought he was semi likable as an extra character, not necessarily likable enough to survive and be excited to see him in scream seven, but like he could have been a perfect extra death to me. Him being the killer was just, I love the fact that there was three killers at the end in the reveal. That was different. That was new. It was spicy, but he just never did anything for me whatsoever. Not in a physical sense where I could see him doing some of the kills because he was a really tiny dude. I don't see him fist fighting Chad. And, you know, like, I mean, Chad did whoop an ass, put an ass whooping on one of the ghost faces uh, there in the movie theater several times. But just like uh, Quinn and just like, you know, um, you know, several other ghost faces, I just I don't I don't see him putting a hurting on anybody with a mask on or without. So just not a whole lot to it uh michael you bring up a point there i want to throw this out there why didn't ethan kill Minnie on the subway and instead helped her uh because he, they were trying to get away with it you gotta remember these are three ghost faces who were trying to get away with it there's a big difference between the ones who want to get away with it and the ones who don't he couldn't have if, if ethan ran up and killed her while she was sitting there now she screamed there's blood everybody knows she's there so if they saw him doing that I'd be like hey this guy just fucking killed her he's, he's going to jail for the rest of his life they're trying to put up the appearance that it's not us so that they can frame these other people. So it's all part of the plan. Uh, that's one of the things I heard. But yeah. So uh, number 12 is going to be, can you guess? Can you guys guess? Who do you guys get, think number 12 is going to be? It's pretty, it's not that hard to guess. It's pretty easy. Um, 
and this is this is not a knock on the movie. It just had a lot of ghost face in it, but it's going to be Quinn also from Scream 6. <laughs> uh, when you have a bunch of ghost face, they get kind of watered down a little bit as you go through. So uh, good call, Parker. Uh, Maverick, he could have just left her for dead, but they also would have asked that question, like, why'd you just leave her there? That would have made him, because they have like, uh, and by the way, I'm answering Maverick Media. Um, if he left her for dead too, they have that CCTVs and all that shit like that. They would have been able to see that he just walked away and left his supposed friend on the ground. And they'd, they'd have been like, things that make you go, hmm, why would you do that? So I think he was, he, they were using that sequence as a way to get him off scot-free. Couldn't have been me because I was here and I helped. So that part makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, uh, number 12 is going to be Quinn. And the reason it's Quinn is because, like, who cares? <laughs> who who are you? <laughs> like, I don't know. Only thing I know about you is you like to fuck. And that's awesome. Sex positive. Slutty if you're in a relationship, sure. But, like, sex positive otherwise, like she said. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, hey, good for you. But that's literally all we knew about her at all throughout the whole movie. They're just like, this chick likes to fuck. And that's great. But, like, I also think it was the weakest. It was the weakest part of the surprise. <laughs> we ruined the good surprise on you. But when they, the reason she's there and the reason it is a surprise, the surprise was good. But the reason it's a surprise kind of sucks. The fact that they're in the apartment and, and her body just gets thrown out by Ghostface. And probably the biggest plot hole of the movie, really. She falls. She's supposed to be dead. It'd be a good twist if you had something more solid to do it around. But then later in the end, he's like, yeah. He's like a little bit of uh, fake blood and some prosthetic. He's like, you'll be shocked what a grieving detective can get away with him. But I'm like, yeah, but like, like the coroner, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, does she hold her breath when they got there? Put her in the car? Put her in the ambulance? Like, were you in there like literally fucking Christopher Nelsoning a slit throat on her neck? Did you 23s could do that shit in the room while nobody was looking? Just so many plot holes in that. And this is one of the things you said, tell me, tell me Stu can't come back. Like they can't switch the body with all the intricate stuff going on in that movie. This dude did it in the middle of an apartment in New York within seconds. Got away with it. So, you know, I just, I thought that was a super weak one. That being said, I love the fact that there was three ghost face and I was surprised. I was disappointed. <laughs> so I feel like I'm talking to a kid. I was disappointed, but I was surprised when she goes to pull it off. You're thinking everything. Cause you're like, but everyone's here, Steven, who's going to be this person in this mask. And by the way, we need to talk uh, in scream seven, Mindy at some point and Sam need to powwow and be like, why did you think it was fucking me? Like you went directly to Mindy. <laughs> Someone should talk about that. Because there was plenty of people not in that building. And it wasn't just Mindy that wasn't there. But, um, you know, like, uh, I totally just ADD the fuck out live on air. You watch the, 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 my eyes glaze over and forget if I was human or a fucking ficus for a second just now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just, it was surprising because you go, you're fucking dead. And they, they even said that. She was like, surprised? And she's like, yeah, because you died. <laughs> you literally died. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was it was a surprise. It was a shock. It was a nice twist. But you didn't really sell it very well, in my opinion. And Quinn, again, there was just like this character that we don't know anything about. She's Richie's sister. She's super bitchy all of a sudden. She's pretty tough because she got her fucking teeth knocked out of her face and still got up and kept scooting along. 
Um, she was on some painkillers or she's just a really tough person. But I liked, you know, speaking of Amber and five, I liked her after the reveal because her personality fucking changed. And like she turned into a stewish type over the top character where she was just kind of bitchy and reserved the rest of the, the first half of the movie. But like with Quinn, it was just like there was no personality there. She was kind of snarky. Um, she she fucked a few dudes. Uh, and then all of a sudden she's she didn't sell the crazy to me enough. So Quinn was just kind of there for me. Um, so, yeah, that's my number 10 uh, or my number. What did I forgot? Number 11. Excuse me, Stephen. Here, did I forget it on here too? I hope fucking hope not. Okay, my number eleven. Can you guess number eleven? I'll give you a chance to see if you can guess number eleven while I catch up on a few super cheaties. Um, because I feel like it's guessable. It's absolutely guessable. I'm scooting up here. Hang on one sec. Sebastian says, "I hope to see Ghostface use a scythe." It fits him. Um, I could totally see that. Like, you could do that if he goes to the ski resort, too. I'm sure they have a sky sitting around in a cabin somewhere at a ski resort. Um, I'm down for that, Sebastian. I would watch the shit out of that. Like Halloween 5. Gary McDonald. I like your icon picture there. It makes me hungry in a weird fucking way. Says, hi, Mike. Big fan of Scream and think Scream 6 is the best since the original. I've seen Scream 6 four times already. Hell yeah, Gary. I've only seen it three, and I fucking love it, too. I can't say yet because I haven't put out my ranking. Uh, I'm going to have to do a whole video for that. But, like, it's in the conversation. I'll say that. Scream 6 is in the conversation for best sequel. Is it? I don't know. But it's in the conversation, no doubt. I appreciate that, man. Uh, Justin Proper says, hey, buddy. Hey, I changed the way, like, I put these up on the screen, if you guys can tell, along with the little ticker down there at the bottom. And people's faces are so much closer now. I feel like I'm getting to know you all so much more. Scream 7 will take place in the desert. Scream 8, Rainforest. Scream 9, Mount Everest. Scream 10, Outer Space. You know, this is actually what I'm afraid of, too. When we put up that video, and I, I mentioned it several times, like, where should Scream 7 take place? All right, now we've gone to New York. Where should we go? This is the first time the location's been a selling point in six movies. Like, we went to college in Scream 2, but nobody was like, we're going to Windsor, Ohio yay so i'm afraid that we are gonna expect every movie to take place in a different exotic location and that could be very very dangerous part of me thinks maybe they should just say fuck it go back to woodsboro and keep it simple so that we don't turn into a fast and furious thing but that being said i want to see all the things you just said justin (laughs) so it's hard uh, I also said Scream on a Carnival cruise ship would be amazing. That was one of my pitches in the in the video that just uh, – in the last video we put out. Um, you could do both this way. Uh, fuck it. We'll do both. You could have speed, Scream 2 cruise control, basically. You could have Scream on a Carnival ship going to an exotic location. So not only do you get Scream on a boat, you get Scream on a cruise ship, you get Scream like speed style. And then the boat docks, and then you get, I still know what you did last summer, Scream. You get Scream at, like, a resort. I like both ideas. Or you can do it with an airplane. You can get airport Scream with Ghostface. Ghostface chasing someone through an airport, dope. Ghostface chasing someone on a plane, sickly awesome. I don't know. I couldn't think of another word. I should have said savage, but that would have felt really fucking corny. Um, Awesome. It's just I'll just stick with awesome. Yeah. Uh, And then wherever the plane goes. 
maybe they have to emergency land somewhere you would never expect, like Detroit or Nebraska. I don't know. Sebastian! Scream taking place in a hotel during Christmas? I'm in. Scream in a hotel works. You know, he could fuck with, he could use the concierge's phone. He's like, he's at the front desk. He's like, of course he is. He has access to all the rooms. <laughs> he can call anyone. Uh, yeah, man. I think after Evil Dead Rise, they'll have to, they'll have to give that a break. Cause I believe that takes place in a hotel, Skyrise or Skyrise apartment building. So a little bit different. Monica said, Stu for the win. He's my total favorite. We shall see, Monica. We shall see. I hope so too. It's my list and I, I kind of hope he wins. I don't know if he will or not. Uh, and then finally, Ms. Coffin Cutie says, Ghostface at Disney World, like uh, every 90s family sitcom. Reminds me of uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3. <laughs> Basically, it was Beverly Hills Cop at Disney World. It wasn't called Disney World. It was something else. But you could do that. No shit, you could do that. Scream in a Haunted House is one, but I think we've already done that with Haunt and with Hell House LLC and stuff like that. But I like that idea. I do. And if you guys haven't seen Beverly Hills Cop 3, don't read the reviews. Just watch it, because it's not as bad as they make it seem. Um, did anybody get it right? We'll see. Back to the list. Back to the list! I'll be right back! It is going to be number 11. I forgot and have to look myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anybody who said Tony Revolori from Scream 6, which is the character, not the or the actor, not the character. Probably said his name wrong. Uh, it's gonna be number eleven. Look, I like this character. I did. It kind of makes me feel bad that the bottom four are Scream Six. As much as I love the movie, uh, it really does. But anyways, yeah, uh, Tony Revolori's character from Scream Six in the beginning, dude. This guy had. I think the only reason, honestly, that he's not even higher on the list is because um he didn't have much time. You know, he, he, was, he was just in the opening. It's like ranking, where where do you rank Drew Barrymore in the victims of Ghostface kind of thing? But like, look, uh, his motive sucked. The motive was ball sack because we're going to finish Richie's movie. Okay. It'll be way more interesting when they reveal that Stu is behind all this and he recruited these kids. But anyways, um, yeah, the, the motive sucked ass. But I love the fact that we see a Ghostface unmasked in the opening of the film. He was vicious as hell. The way he went after Samar Weaving, so many people have gone after Samar Weaving this way, but I, I don't mean like that. I mean, the way he viciously killed her, uh, he was violent. He was brute. It set the tone for the entire movie, and they needed that. Him pulling off the mask, big surprise, huge surprise. Because of my big legs and karate, I can do the splits, no problem. But uh, I love that, and he had some good one-liners in there. One of my favorite one-liners in the movie is, now I see something red. That was dope as shit. I really like that. That who did not expect the title drop right then? Now I see something red. <laughs> Scream seven. It would have been a little too simple if they did that, but um, if they just left it alone there, they did it perfectly. I think this is one of the best openings of the franchise. But uh, dude, uh, he was he was he was he did a great job. I thought I, I really like that. And I like his apartment too. He had a bunch of cool shit. Last house, the podcast, ice nine kills vertigo. Um, ton of other shit was in there. I can't think I dude, how badass was his little scream shrine too, with the little heads and the, and the masks really dumb though. Like he didn't, he did wash his hands after the kill, but he left the blood on the fucking mask. 
Like, I get that it makes the NASA look cooler, but, dude, evidence just right there. And then you're talking about it over the phone. So not a great, not a very smart killer, in my opinion. Also, if you have a fucking, if you have a horror slasher professor as hot as Samara Weaving, who fucking kills her? Picks the, of all the people in the world you could kill, you're going to kill a, a gorgeous Samara Weaving who happens to also know a lot about slasher movies? Fuck your giallo paper. But no, I, I thought he was pretty cool. I, I thought he did a really good job in the movie. And definitely, definitely um, subverted expectations a little bit. You didn't expect the, the Spider-Man dude to be a ghost face killer, I feel like. I think I thought he was going to be the dead guy in the bathtub. Um, uh, Fridge Guy, guys, was his accomplice in the beginning of the movie. Uh, a ghost face to be, you could say. I saw some people asking who he was. So. Now we're going to the top 10. I'm going to take off a layer of clothing for everything that we do, but below the camera. Uh, and it's getting kind of weird because I started naked. But um, my number 10, this is where we're going to start to ruffle feathers. Okay? We're going to start to upset people a little bit. Um, I feel like. Why, why won't my mouse work? Charlie, Scream 4. I know how to use Roman numerals. Square. Uh, Charlie from Scream 4. Rory Culkin. Wrong kid done. Um, look, I like Rory Culkin a lot. I really do like Rory Culkin a lot. Hey, so you guys did call it. Good job. I do. I got no problem with Rory Culkin whatsoever. Um, and I liked him in the movie. Like, throughout the movie, they, they had their movie club and all of that. I thought he was sort of creepy, but, like, his strangeness, his vibe kind of fits a Scream character. Um, especially when now, like the scream characters are a little bit cooler. It feels like than they used to be, but they used to be like a little bit on the dorkier side. And he fits right in that, right in that, that perfect weird vibe area. Like he would fit in scream. Nah, not in scream too. Uh, but he just fits as a scream character. The character does main problems with him, dude, your motive was weak as balls. The motive was awful. It's like, cause this time I'm going to get the girl. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Spider-Man, Jesus Christ. Like, that is the worst reason killing over someone over a fucking girl. That's that's only worse than killing someone for a fucking box of Fritos. No offense, ladies. It's even dumber to kill someone over a man, but like the whole thing, just so he can get the girl was really dumb. Uh, B I guess it was cause he was also obsessed with a stab movie. So fucking heard it before, you know, obsessed with horror, heard it a million times before. Uh, C None. It makes no sense. Just like it doesn't with Amber. Just like it doesn't with Jill. You, Charlie fits right in there with them, and fits in there with with Ethan as the most unbelievable ghost faces of all time. Just physically, it doesn't make sense. Like Charlie could not have. They were picking people up in Scream Four and vaulting them through goddamn glass doors. Uh, what's up, Stephanie? Charlie couldn't have done that. Especially people that were bigger than him, it just it makes no damn sense. So physically, he sucks. And I thought the worst one of the, he also had one of the worst um, uh, reveals because the thing he did was like I really liked him up to this point, but like when he did the just like billions old school, just like billions do, shoulder me, shoulder me, shoulder me, get it up. I was like, oh god, this is sort of cringy to be honest with you. Like it just it was just like. Mm. I love a good nostalgia nugget, but that was not it. Shoulder me. <laughs> just, oh, man. Just not, you know. Um, 
Uh, Justin Proper, that's I, I mentioned Amber. I said just like just like Amber. Physically, he sucks. Amber physically doesn't make sense. Ethan doesn't make sense physically. Jill doesn't make sense physically. I feel like Chris Rock. Huh? Uh, Breakfast Club called him a bitch. Charlemagne called him a bitch. Um, but yeah, just I hate shoulder me. <laughs> I think that dropped it down below at least it's more than anything. And he was just such a fucking patsy. Like like one look at Jill, you could be like, dude. She is not going to bang me. I'm going to have to buy her A&W root beer and cheese curds. And then she's she's never going to let me as much as see a booby. She's going to stab me at the end of this. I'm dead. She's crazy as fuck. Uh, just really dumb. Not smart. Not smart. Uh, but again, I like the character up till the ghost face reveal. So, you know, I, I we're, we're getting to a place where I don't even hate anybody on this list. It's just that's just kind of how I feel. Um, number nine. Who do you guys think number nine is going to be? Guess down below skis. Christopher Colon. That's a name. I hope your colon's okay. Shoulder me. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm done. Uh, I'm going to catch up on our super chats while you guys guess what number nine is going to be. Chase says, bought some new of the new merch. Get it up. Get it up, baby. I should have done to get it up on one of them. That would have been, fuck. I missed out on that. Um, Thank you, by the way. If you guys have not seen the new merch, there's a link down below to it. I think it's pretty fucking cool. Got the Broken Stew TV. I'd wear it, but it's being shipped. It's going to be in a couple days. It says Stew lives on it for you Stew, stew people. And then we got a Dewey one that has this We Watched the Movie logo in the corner. And on the back, it has the entire Dewey quote from screen two. And he's like, how do you know that my dim-witted isn't in a- I can't ever say the whole thing, even though it's my favorite quote of all time. Uh, it's move with any given situation. But yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I hope you dig it. I'm excited for mine to get here. I have hats too. They have safe stew lives on them. Uh, Laquita Smith. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Says, I know it's unpopular, but Roman was awesome. Strong, crazy, great motive. Strongly disliked the reveal in six. Um, the reveal in six, I just wouldn't argue with anybody. Like it is a, it's based on pure feel to me. For instance, I went to see it uh, again yesterday with my wife and my 13 year old. 13-year-old, love the reveal. Love Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulroney. Fuck, which one is it? She loved him. And and I was like, and, and my wife was like, ah, he was just bad. She was like, the acting was bad in that. It was too over the top. Uh, like, it was cringy. And I was like, I've heard both. All right. But um, did I say two fingers? I meant three. Um, but no, I, I loved it because while I could see how people see that it's cringy and I could see how people think it's overacting and that he's bad. I saw it as fun. Like I saw it as I love the fact that this guy's going off the the fucking reservation right now. He's chewing the scenery. He's having fun with the role. I just, I I had a blast with it, but I can also see if you're watching it for like, are you watching it for realism more than you are entertainment? That's kind of where it lands with this whole thing for me. So I get what you're coming from though. And um, Roman was awesome in many ways. He was not awesome in some ways, too. Uh, I'll talk about that, obviously, when we get to it. But I really appreciate that, Laquita. And you're not alone. A lot of people like Roman. Um, I've heard a lot of people really enjoy Roman a lot. So uh, I've seen some Amber, Mickey. Mickey that low, Jennifer? Really? Michael says, Jill. Uh, Sebastian says, will it be called Scream? You know what? I hope the God at Scream 7. Like, fuck these Roman numerals. I'm getting sick of it. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And you're not you're already not going in line with anything, so you may as well. Um, the number nine killer on my list of killers, 
is going to be if you said Amber, you would be correct. Amber from Scream. Fuck these Roman numerals. Scream five is my number nine. And I, this is a flip of Charlie. Like, hated her character throughout the movie. Thought she was really boring, like needy. Like, just did not enjoy Amber through the movie. Once she flipped into Ghostface, I was like, you're kind of fun. And that can be misinterpreted when you say that to a woman, by the way. I've made that mistake before. It's like, you look really fun. It sounds like you're saying something sexual. And I've learned that lesson. Um, <laughs> but anyways, she does. She, she just, the way she flipped it and just, and by the way, the reveal when she's like, I'm not fucking ghost. She's like, I know. Bam. Bitch went down. Sid. Super bitch. Shocking moment. Loved it. Um, I thought that was a great moment. And then she was sort of the stew of the movie. Even though Richie looks like stew, she was sort of the stew of the movie as in she was over the top. She was jittery as fuck. Total ADD situation. Um, really been holding her crazy inside for a long time. And now she's just letting her freak flag fly. She also had some of the craziest uh, death scenes. She gets lit on fire with fucking hand sanitizer. Um, she just gets fucked up in, in, the, in the craziest of ways. She's super bitchy. She's super mean. I loved all that stuff about her. What I don't like about Amber is, again, her character up until the ghost face was re- reveal was really boring. Uh, unlikable to me. And then we go right back to the problem with Charlie and Ethan. It's just not physically possible for her to do the things they had her do. And she did not deserve the right to kill Dewey. Uh, I still think that was doing that scene. I feel like all will be revealed, but as it stands right now, I think it sucks. Uh, I just could not picture her doing those things. Uh, And I could, I'm not saying that because she's a woman. I could see she's at the end there where she's going fucking buku nuts. I'd be scared of her if she had a knife. Absolutely. She could probably capture and kill me, <laughs> you know, um, but it doesn't match Ghostface movements. It doesn't mass, match how he handled himself in that movie. Ghostface. It, it, so go back to original scream, right? You can watch that movie and see Stu in Ghostface. Now, I know we use a stunt actor for these and stuff like that, but you could sense Stu in his scenes where he's falling over himself or like when he's running up the steps, like the the, the certain nuances you can tell. Nothing these Ghostface do are anything like Amber, her body style, her movements, nothing. So just as Ghostface himself, the believable quality just went downhill. But she was really fun during the reveal. So I do have to give her credit for that um number eight we're moving we're moving keep on grooving keep on grooving meet group what movie is that from uh number eight what do you guys think i'll tell you this it's gonna piss people off i see a lot of uh a lot of roman talk out there stacy he was tall too that that ghost face was tall it makes no damn sense none at all uh I can't play it because you guys can't hear it, but I just want to let you know that I have music going on my earphones and I'm pretty excited because three and by matchbox 20 just came on and now we're grooving. Uh, I'm so fucking old. Jonathan said, I guarantee Stu is alive. I guarantee he is too. Actually, I don't guarantee it, but I think he is my friend. I think it's going to happen. Hey, and you know what? Even if he doesn't come back, I'm still going to say he's fucking alive. You can't prove it to me. You can give me all the evidence in the world. Suck my dick, Greg. He's alive. I believe, I believe, I believe. Yes, and see no man. Well done, Stephanie, you fuck. 
Uh, we got Mrs. Loomis guest. We have a lot of Romans. Got a Jill in there. Another Jill. Got a Richie. Anybody? I'm looking for a man named Richie. Anybody seen Richie? Um, Roman. All right. It is. Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum. People going to be mad at me. Jill. Scream four is my number eight choice. This is, I feel like the one that's going to piss people off the most, maybe out of my entire list um, that she's so low because she's beloved. <sighs> I don't get it. I don't get it. She is so tiny and frail. She didn't kill fucking anybody. All right. Like that is so unbelievable. Almost as unbelievable as Charlie killing people. Totally unbelievable that she could have done any of this. And her motive, I thought, was weak as shit. Like, I really did. I think her whole, Sydney, 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 literally taken from the pages of the fucking Brady Bunch. Martha, Martha, Martha. Like, or Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Like, that was such a shitty, like, it's all about you. It's like, yeah, because I've fucking been stabbed seven times. I didn't ask for all this shit. Uh, the, the only good thing about her motive was her whole, I don't need, you know, uh, whatever. I need followers. Or fans. Uh, so, like, that that was kind of neat. I like that. But there was already so much going on. She was a big old bitch. I mean, she did shoot her boyfriend in the dick. And that was one of the gnarliest scream kills I've ever seen. Shot him right in the cock biscuit. And that was mean. And I liked her meanness. And I love, 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 love her fucking fight club scene. Where she goes crazy, throws herself on the table, face plants into that fucking tree. Or that, not tree, but that picture. I loved her whole psychotic breakdown with Fight Club. I really did. But I feel like because of her performance in that one moment, I think she gets a lot more credit than she deserves. Uh, Again, one of my least favorite motives of all time. Completely unbelievable that she did all this shit. She was just kind of unlikable. I don't know if she's a killer. You're supposed to be unlikable. She's like the most unlikable of the killers, though. Like, I still like billions, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not as people. Like, you can't murder someone and still be my friend. But, like, they were entertaining. Like, she, I just wanted to punch her in the face. And I don't hit women. But I was really excited when someone else punched her in the face. And I guess that's kind of the point of a bad guy. I understand that. But she's just so smarmy. And at some point, it was like, why don't you fucking die? Just die already. Um, so she does have good points to her though i like how fucking sadistic she was i like how at the end she did not give a fuck but she was really dumb too like ran around just spouting to anybody who would listen she got her ass caught with gail like that uh even if she couldn't could have got away with it all she kept blabbing and blabbing and blabbing and blabbing and blabbing and gave herself away to gail so i just yeah i mean she had good moments but never did it for me never did it for me but that her fight club scene was amazing. I'll give her that. Um, and again, it's kind of weak that she's just a member of Sydney's family, right? Like uh, another, you know, you could say that a lot of people say that about the new ones, like, Oh, he's Richie's family, another family tie in. But some of those same people be like scream four is the fucking best sequel. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's just as the, the reveal there and the tie-ins there are just as weak as it is with like Richie or anybody else, in my opinion. Um, that's easy. Oh, it's, it's my niece. She's jealous because I get attention. So, yeah. Um, but, hey, I respect it if you guys love her. I do. Like, I, I respect people that love her. Um, that's cool. It's just my opinion, man. Just my opinion. Just my thoughts. Concerns. Feelings. Sexual pleasures. Butthole pleasures. Hey, why are you always trying to tell me to fuck a goat, man? 
Number seven. This is going to seem low. For, I've seen some other people's ghost face lists, and they're very, very different than mine. Just to warn you. Number seven. Some people have this a lot higher than me. And and uh, um, Miss Loomis. Mrs. Mrs. I still don't know how that works. I'm kind of stupid, um, to be honest with you. But um, Miss Loomis, Debbie Salt from Scream 2. Billy's mom. Mom, the meatloaf is my number seven. Um, now she wasn't meant to be doing a bunch of the killing. So I give her a little bit more credit than I do as far as believability goes when it comes to now she did take down Randy, but Randy little, he's a little guy, you know, and she, she had the drop on him. So she was more of a mastermind and I can respect that. Like she hired Mickey to do these killings. She had the best chance to get away with it. Not Jill. She had a foolproof fucking plan right everything that happened pointed right back to 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 mickey and she'd just been able to get out of that that fuck off that stage and back home to her uh jam jams then she was probably away with it scot-free uh that's just i mean she's smart enough to sneak in there and be unknown and have work done and all that she she went through like years and years of of stuff to get this done. And I think she would, I, th- I think she really would have got, she's the one that to me that would have gotten away with a hundred percent. So, uh, and I, and I enjoy the mastermind angle and that she hired muscle to, to help to do it for her. So the only thing I didn't like about her was just for when I hate pantsuits, I do. <laughs> she was a little bit over the top, but again, I, I kind of enjoy that in screen movies, but just the fact that she was Billy's mom, I think, just kind of threw me off because it was like, eh, it's Billy's mom. You know, this was the thing about like we're coming off of the first scream and the shock of the surprise, Sydney, and all that. This is our first, this is their first crack at it uh, a year later. And I think I thought that we were going to get something a little bit more grandiose than that. And it's just like, I'm Billy's mom. And it was a little bit to me, everybody says that Richie and shit's obvious. I thought she was pretty obvious. I mean, Again, what I said earlier, if they show you something, it's on purpose. So if someone shows you a shot in a movie and you're watching it and you go, that didn't really tie into anything else that's going on. That is a plot hole uh, cover up right there. So like, why is this random reporter getting so much screen time and her argument with Gail or whatever? Like that didn't add to Gail's story necessarily. So I thought, I thought she was like a red herring anyways, because why would they be showing this reporter so much? Um for sure. But I really liked the actress and I thought she did a good job in the reveal. And I liked that she was a mastermind. She had the best plan. The motive, not a fan of the motive. She didn't give a fuck about Billy. She left Billy just because, uh, her husband was banging some lady, some floozy that Marine Prescott, the vagina that started it all. Like, so she abandons her son says, ah, fuck it. My husband's cheating on you. I don't even want you. I'm gonna fucking get out of here. And then is so mad that like that, that mom that left that kid would have been like, oh damn, that kid, I made the right choice in leaving him. He was a piece of fucking shit. That mom does not come back and make and change her whole life and get plastic surgery and go through all this for a kid. She didn't fucking want anyways. So the motive was a little bit loose to me. And Sid even told her that she said, you know, she was like, uh, you know, was that why you abandoned him? So something along those lines, she said it way cooler than me. She's Sydney fucking Prescott. So that makes sense. Yeah, Sebastian, you killed my son. 
Now get ready to die. That was a good line too, Call. Uh, good old-fashioned revenge. I did like that line as well. She had some great one-liners, man. She did. Uh, sorry, your son was a homo-repressed mama's boy. <laughs> that reminds me of Bailey. My son was a virile young man. Uh, I'm going to go through some of y'all's super chats. Who do you guys think number six is going to be? We're getting into it now. We're getting up, up, up. We're getting it up. Hydrogen Bob said justice for Jill. Hey, hey. Maybe she comes back, man. Maybe she comes back. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo-poo anyone's theories. I've been poo-poo to my stew theories too much to poo-poo your theories, poo-poo. Jonathan Fam, bro, says Stu and Billy are my top two favorite killer reveal. It was great, man. Fuck, it was good, wasn't it? Not only did you have his like corn syrup, uh, but you also had the surprise Sydney, just man. Great time to be live. Scream six was scream scream ninety six was Noah Fredenberg. Thanks, buddy. Says I'm happy. I'm I'm Mike. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, hi, Mike. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. You make me smile so much. Love you so much. Miss Loomis is my favorite killer. Love the female Loomises, Sam and Mrs. Loomis. Right on. Like that is weird to think Sam and Loomis, Mrs. Loomis are Loomises, but they are Loomises. Uh, I love you too, buddy, man. I hope you have an awesome day. I appreciate you. Oh, got some Richies, some Romans, some Baileys. Uh, a blood hunter is confident, says it has to be Bailey. I forgot who it was myself. It is. What is, I can't fucking do number works. This is why I have a YouTube channel, everybody. Too stupid to live. Number six, you're correct. It's Detective Bailey. Detective Bailey. Oh, it doesn't fit. Oh, come on. Dick, you fucking dick. Detective Bailey from Scream 6 is my number six. And again, um, let's take a look at the, let's run through it. Kills, badass. Badass. Maybe, maybe as, as Ghostface in the costume, killing motherfuckers, may be the best Ghostface of all time. I'm just talking about the visceralness, the meanness. Now, some of those were his kids, and that makes no fucking sense. But there's sometimes you knew it was him. The gas station, I believe that was him. Several other th- scenes, you're like, that was him. Um, that being said, as physical and awesome as he was as Ghostface, and he brings believability to the role, which is something we needed. You have to believe that Ghostface can commit the crimes you're seeing them commit. Now, the fact that that Quinn apparently ninjas up against Gail's boyfriend and just, like, takes that dude down like he's nothing and then throws him across the room, completely fucking un- unbelievable. But the parts that Detective Bailey's in, you're like, I get behind that. Because not only is he bigger, a little bit more physical, he's a detective, he has training, you know, all those things. But it's the reveal. I mean, like, the motive's there. Motive's great. Uh, They're all a little bit fucking nuts. You can see the crazy coming out of his his fucking ear holes throughout the movie. Uh, But you just assume that maybe it's because his kid's or being killed off or whatever but yeah he's got the, a great motive like his son's dead they're all a little bit crazy he was obviously the, the kind of dad who just like uh spoils his son when he went and put that shrine together for him 
Uh, Richie was a little spoiled fuck. You could tell that his dad was one of those guys. It was the first son thing. He gave him everything. Um, so, and he was definitely a helicopter parent. Like they said in that Jennifer Lawrence previews, like, I'm surprised these parents don't fuck the kids themselves. Um, but he just, the, the motive was there. Uh, believable as ghost face, great motive. I loved his reveal. Cause it honestly reminded me of Mickey where he was being over the top and crazy with it. He did some dumb shit though, but I didn't like, like when he runs at Sam with the gun pointing towards her, that was really dumb. And as people have pointed out, he kind of lost all his detective sensibilities and quick movements and physicality in the reveal. Because once he's demasked, demasked, sounds like a terrible beer. Uh, once he's demasked, he's like shooting at everything and wasting bullets and not acting right. But I will give him the caveat that he just watched. And he's very close with his kids, clearly. He just watched both of his kids get murdered right in front of him. So, like, you get that he's not thinking clearly. He has gone fucking banana sandwich at this point. So I give him a pass for that. But I really like Detective Bailey a lot. He's he's uh, almost in my top five scream killers of all time now at this point. Ernie Beard, like, Beard, I, he reminded me of Dewey in weird ways. He really did. Um, Andrew Keith, thanks, buddy, says, do you think they could do a parody series like Scary Movie franchise in today's climate? Has anybody else noticed the Marlon Wayans renaissance? Like, I saw him, like, hosting one of the Daily Shows or something the other day. He's in that Ben Affleck Air movie. Dude, I would fucking love nothing more. They should do... Guys, can you imagine? Can you imagine what they could fucking do with horror right now? The Jordan Peele movies, the Halloween movies, Corey, fucking the Scream movies. If Scary Movie came back, it would fucking crush the box office right now. But there's a huge problem with that. If Scary Movie 1, 2, 3, and a half, or 4 came out today, you know what would fucking happen? They would all get canceled. Everybody involved would get canceled. It would never exist. The world's just not cool like it used to be. <laughs> Half the jokes that they came up with that were any fucking good would just get people pissed off. You know? Now, think about the jokes. Take my strong hand, child. They'd be like, they're making fun of people with small hands, and it's not their fault. You just wish that your wiener looked as big in your hand as his does in his. Uh, that's all, that's all it is. But, uh, you know, uh, someone said haunted house suck. Haunted house was not that great. It just didn't have the same vibes. Uh, you gotta go back to the, you know, I think the exact crew and writers from the other ones for sure. But horror was different than two. So there's a lot of stuff to make fun of, man. I wish, I wish we had the money. We would just fucking, we don't, you know. We're not big enough to cancel, <laughs> so we can get away with it. Jerry Ramey, thanks, buddy. He says, uh, um, Stu is alive. Watched end of Scream 1. Stu groans after the TV drop. Eh? 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 Eh. Yes, I agree, Jerry. He's fucking alive, man. I appreciate you. Um, And, you know, if I have to fucking let you guys drop a TV on my face to prove it, I will do it. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh every time I see this. You killed my son! <laughs> give me the money give me back my son oh good times good times indeed all right number five cracking the top five here we go losing my voice as we speak who is number five who does number two work for that's kind of fucked up inky i'm gonna drop a tv on my face i'm gonna drop a tv on my fucking face you dick Number five is going to be 
you guys are smooth. It's Richie. A lot of people guessed that one. Michael said, I'll drop something smaller on your face. Oh, me. Um, Scream 5. You see what I did there? Keep switching up the Roman numerals. Uh, love Richie Scream 5. He was he was stewish. He, he He reminded me of Stu. Even though when the reveal happened, he became more of the Billy. Um, he definitely became more of the Billy once the reveal happened. And I enjoyed both performances. I enjoyed both him as uh, Richie himself, as the good guy, Richie, the loving boyfriend or whatever, who's just like catching up on the stab movies and doesn't know shit as a victim. When he was like, holy shit, it's Ghostface. He was awesome. Jack Quaid's a good actor. He fits perfectly in the Scream franchise. And he's got that mean twist element to him to where... Now, a lot of people say that that reveal was way too obvious and you could see it coming fine. But, like, I thought the 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 way he turned was good. Uh, I thought he did a great job with the reveal. You know, th- standing there with Nev Campbell screaming in her face in, in the fifth franchise of her movie could not have been easy. I think he crushed that. Believable as a killer. One of the, one of the things that matters. He was crazy. He, he wasn't like Charlie Small. You could believe he's one of those dudes that might be ripped under his t-shirt. You don't know. Just give me some element of believability. Just give me the question that this person could pull this off. And I'm good. I'm like, I'm solid enough with that. Um, but uh, I agree with Tyler. He, Tyler nailed it. Richie was so likable that you didn't actually want it to be him. I was bummed. Honest to God, when Amber pulls out the gun and, and shoots Liv, by the way, bummed as fuck when Liv died. She was gorgeous and likable. But like, so when I thought it was Amber, I was like, okay, there's going to be a second one. Who's it going to be? It's probably Richie, probably. But then when sh- she shows up and he's like, holy shit, it's Ghostface. And you're thinking, oh. I actually got really excited watching. He was like, oh shit, it's not him. Because I would like to see him go further in the franchise. But um, um. I guess Richie does not have a T in it. Thank you for letting me know that. I was kind of confused myself. I was I was torn. Um, anybody seen Richie? But yeah, believable as Ghostface, like the heel turn, uh, liked his monologue. The motive. Yeah, it works. It works enough. It works. Like the whole, like, you know, the fan argument, the toxic fan argument was very timely. Um, still is timely. If you look at the things that are going on in the world with everything. Um, so I, I like the motive enough. And he was meant to be, this was meant to, see, to be like, let's bring it back to base. This was not meant to shock anybody. It wasn't meant to change the horror game. It wasn't meant to do any of that stuff. It was just meant to let's recenter the screen. Let's show that we can make a screen movie. So he didn't have the craziest backstory or anything like that, but he worked with what he had. And I just, I really like Richie a lot. I really did. Um, I thought I just thought Jack Quaid killed the fucking role. I really do. Tom, I was talking about that earlier, man. Dermot Mulroney is one of those things. I can see where people thought his acting was shit. I can. But in my opinion, it was over the top and he was chewing the scenery. And I love to see actors do that. And I I, I thought he crushed it, but I, I can see where you could look at that that way. I really can. Um, little Miss Coffin Cutie says, I read the Richie footage at the end of six is actually footage of a young Jack Quaid. It is, yeah, yeah. That that's actually footage of him um from like home videos and shit like that. And I figured it kind of was um when you watched it. Uh, and yes, that was a Steven Seagal reference. Anybody seen Richie? Um, but yeah, 
So uh, number five is Richie. Woo! Who is number four? Who is number four? Oh, and also, by the way, Richie, I think there's something to be said for how good the killers die. Richie died nice. She stabbed him, what, like 23 times and slit his throat? I mean, he fucking ate it. Uh, but again, when you're sad to see the killer go, you know you've got a good killer. Did anyone give a fuck that Ethan died at the end of Scream 6? Or that Quinn died at the end of Scream 6? Nah. I mean, Richie, I think a lot of us are like, oh, fuck. I didn't want it to be him. And I think that you said it, you said it better than I could have yourself, man. You just you, you were pissed that he died. And same thing, if we knew that this was going to be a franchise, we would have felt that way when Skeet Skeet died. We would have felt that way when Matthew Lillard died. Uh, I'd have been like, oh, man, it's uh, they're bad people, and they got exactly what they deserve. But damn, I'm going to miss him. So that being said, number four is going to be. Um, Roman. It's a good company that, that can help you with your balding and erectile dysfunction, but it's also a killer and maybe the worst Scream movie who lands pretty fucking high on a list of 14 killers coming in at number four. Uh, you got to hand it to Roman for that. And coming in again, maybe the worst Scream movie of a franchise of all good movies. But like to be the fourth killer in that, pretty fucking respectable. Here's what I fucking hate about Roman. What I hate about Roman is... Roman before he became Ghostface. Like, there's two characters for all these, there's two characters. Up to the point he becomes Ghostface, fucking pointless. Totally fucking pointless. Not interesting at all. Just kind of nerdy fucking dude who's just like the worst kind of nerdy. Nerdy's a great thing, but like he's like boring nerdy. You know what I mean? Like, he's a successful Hollywood director with no personality whatsoever. So, like, I really did not enjoy him uh as just roman the guy but when he becomes ghostface fucking totally flipped the script for me i was so bummed when he revealed himself i was like that fucking guy this movie sucks shit but once you hear his reasons you're like oh let him cook because when he was talking he was like god i'm so old i shouldn't even say things like that um but when he does reveal himself uh he is pretty good motive pretty damn good motive i mean it's it's sort of like right back to the jill thing with them sydney 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 like what do you really have to be pissed about dude you're fucking rich ass hollywood director living in la oh you got mommy issues get the fuck over it man you know what i'm saying like oh oh i showed up at her door and she said that she didn't want me so why do you blame sydney like his story technically could have ended after he killed maureen after he got maureen killed could have been fucking done um but now let's flip that around. Once he revealed himself, he had some great dialogue. He was mean as shit. Got in a great fight with Sydney when they were just backhanded and punching each other back and forth. That shit was awesome. And you go back and look at the kills, totally believe. Oh. My uh my uh, earbud died. <laughs> it was trying to it came through the uh came through the speaker it was playing closing time at the time by the way um if you couldn't tell but no anyways totally believable is ghost face he was nerdy but like 
he was he was kind of jacked underneath you could tell he was kind of a bigger dude so it was sort of believable that he could do that stuff um a very intricate motive reveal as far as like the tales the tale that he spun with maureen and with lance henderson character taking away her innocence by having his weird sex party the way that he wanted to frame sydney he had a pretty decent plan i feel like and like he 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 went through a lot of shit to get there and i loved how he had the projector up showing the old school videos uh and he was just mean he had good dialogue he was believable as the killer once he revealed himself and you got to give him credit because he's the lone killer he's the only one that's ever done it by himself and B, he started the whole thing. Technically, he was the first ghost face. And the way that they weaved his web into Stu and Billy and the way he explained him to have an accomplice so he's a fall guy, all that stuff. Like Roman, technically, even though they kind of fucking revisionist history, the whole franchise, he kind of is responsible for this whole fucking thing. So um, Smithy says, what makes the killer not believable? Uh someone who physically couldn't do the things that Ghostface you just saw do quinn did not pick up that six four huge fucker like a ninja in scream six and throw him across the room it's not believable that's exactly what makes a killer not believable i feel like that's you know that's kind of obvious um Yes, Bloodhunter has got a good point. He he did after taking off the mask, he did stay. He was a physical presence there, and the fight was Sydney. And I love Sydney in that scene even more so at the end of Scream Three when they're fist fighting and she's giving it just as good as she's taking it. That was fucking awesome because you're like, this is Sydney Prescott. She has gone through and had herself some training, and it's showing off. And this is badass. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I like Roman. I used to not like. I really used to not like. He, I've really come around on him over the years for sure. And number four on this list is pretty fucking high, for sure. Uh, so, Vinny C, hey, it's good to see you, buddy. Says just realized the parallels between Richie and Randy's deaths, killed by Loomis in almost the same manner, stabbed multiple times, and then throat slit. That is true. That is true. She did fucking she she just fucking like abducted him <laughs> to that goddamn van and just whap. Uh, I'm I'm still pissed that Randy's death scene was off screen though. Still to this day pissed about that. Zaire, thank you very much. Uh, says I just got here. Jill at number eight's crazy. Hey man, I know, I know, I knew it was gonna upset people. There's the people who love Jill fucking love Jill, and I love that you guys love it. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, just never, never could did it. I don't see it. I actually don't see what people see. I'm very confused in my, my mind as to why people like Jill and scream Four so much. Um, but you know, I try to be curious, not judgmental. <laughs> I definitely don't agree, but I respect it. I respect people scream Four love. I really do. Um, Michael said, you got to rip Roman's a daddy. He, in a, she's all, all that kind of way. Like he's like, a, I'll take off my glasses and let my hair down fucking <laughs> kind of way. But like before he becomes Ghostface, dude is like, just, just seems like a, like, I don't know, like a, like a Lowe's employee who likes his job too much. That's, I don't know why I went there. Nothing wrong with being a good Lowe's, Lowe's employee, but like the one who tells on you if you're five minutes late. And you try to fudge your time card. I don't know. There's something about him just bores the ever-loving shit out of me until he becomes Ghostface. Um, <clears throat> foe show. Man, I'm out of breath. Texas Tootin. 
says, Michael Myers was so goddamn brutal in this movie, you think that'll take a chick like Shine? And by that, he means moonshine. It's not a sexual reference, but it could be, depending on uh, on how you use it. Um, you know what? I think Jenna Ortega could take a shot of moonshine and just not even make, like, whiskey face. You know how some people, like, in movies, they take shots of stuff and they're just, like, like it's sweet tea? And then the first time you try it as a kid, you're like, oh, my, oh my God. The beer's gone bad, everybody. Nobody drink the beer. The beer's gone bad. What movie is that from? Um, yeah, Jenna Ortega could, could take a shot of whiskey. No doubt. See on her hot ones? She crushed that shit, too. Jonathan Fambro says, thought it was so badass to see Sam kill the detective while wearing the ghost face outfit. That's true, you know? And amidst all the complaints and stuff about that scene... That whole reveal scene was a party, man. Like, there's so much shit happening. You got the screen going on. The screen's ripped to shreds. The screen projector's over here. The fucking people are action Jackson, diehard John McClaning off the sides of the fucking things. That was just such an action pack. You got double ghost face, triple ghost face reveal. They went for it. And it was a fucking party, man. It was so entertaining. And then so much so that you forget things like we actually got to see Sam dressed as Ghostface making the kill she had the mask off but still what a good kill that was too um they had a lot going on there a lot going on the only thing i can detract from it is well done daryl can't hardly wait indeed my friend um good guess though Vinny. good guess america pie too you know in this light you somewhat resemble david duchovny <laughs> um all right oh hardy's got a good question do you miss sydney honestly i don't um I did not. I did not miss Sidney Prescott in this movie. That's not to say I hate Sidney Prescott or fuck Nev Campbell or anything like that. Uh, I think there's, if she comes back, I'd be like, cool. Excited to see Sidney back at it. If she doesn't, I'm like, cool. Sidney got her happy ending. And I, and I like the core four and what we're doing here. So I'm really indifferent at this point. Um, but you're right. I did not. I did not. I, I never at one point in this movie, and I don't make, say that hatefully. Um, but not at one point in this movie did I go, man, this needs Sidney Prescott. I did think this doesn't need Gale. I kind of did, to be honest with you. Um, and another thing I want to throw at you, I, I noticed this upon my third viewing of the movie last night. I noticed this. So did you guys think that Mindy's unveiling of the rules this time was a little bit lack lackluster? Like, tell me, tell me that, and I, I'm going to throw something at you guys. I want to put it in the poll. Okay, I'm going to put up a poll because I have a theory on and an opinion and a wiener. Um, let's see where it is. Start a poll. Poll! Um, Do you find Mindy's rule speech lackluster? Yes or no? Check yes or no. Do, 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 Don't take the girl. God, I haven't heard that in forever. That's going to be stuck in my head. Saddest song ever. Um, so I'm going to put that up there. I'm going to check the answer here in a minute. I have a theory about that. So number three, let's get on with it, man. Let's get on with it. This is the big question, right? I guess because, well, I'm not going to say anything. Number three is going to be. No, I'm just kidding. It is Mickey. Mickey from Scream 2 is number three with a bullet. <laughs> Several in the chest area. Um, yeah, it's Mickey. And dudes, 
ladies, I fucking love Mickey. I love it. Not only is it Timothy Oliphant, before anybody knew he was Timothy Oliphant, <laughs> and he would be the greatness of Santa Clarita diet and everything else awesome he's done with his career. That show shouldn't have been fucking canceled. Wrong kid died. Um, but once again, believable that he that he pulled off those kills. A, he was literally hired to do so. I like that he was sort of the the hired muscle in this situation. Uh, the fact that he got himself into the college, the fact that he was a, he was around the entire movie. What I hate is when they pull up a killer who was never important to the plot. Sort of what they did in a way with Quinn and Ethan in this. Not so much Ethan, more Quinn. Um, but like, well, I guess technically both of them. But anyways, like Mickey was important to the plot all the way through. He was always a suspect. He was always a red herring. He was always in the shots. He was always hanging out. He was the new character. He was even in this, the, the sequel conversation with Randy and everybody, uh, in, in the meta sequences. So he was important to the movie. He was a red herring all along and his motive. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Like I, I liked the fact that he didn't want to get away with it. Like he wanted to be about the trial. He was ready to go down and like be a lifer for this thing. He he wanted to go to trial. It was it a good plan. I don't know. He was going to claim insanity. He was going to base it on the movies. He had pretty big balls to want to do this and not get away with it and to want it to continue because these days it's all about the trial. I love that tie in. Uh, I absolutely love that. <clears throat> and his reveal, like talk about chewing the scenery crushed it just went off at like i mean sometimes he was a little beavis and buttheady you know and i think that's what dermot moroni was watching when he thought about how he wanted to do his scream five yeah yeah uh right to the trial it is gonna rock (laughs) um it was so good but he did get a little beavis and butthead when he's like didn't see that coming did you (laughs) it was sort of beavis and butthead but considering the time consider the sauce son um now I just got Al Pacino on my head because she's got a big ass and you got your head all the way up. It. But no, um, <laughs> like the way he went over the top, chewing the scenery, fucking awesome, man. Loved it. Uh, just the little mannerisms he was doing, like scratching his head with a gun. Uh, the, when he got in a fight with Sydney, he was believable. He was he had a, just his own kind of caricature movements to him. The way like he would be around the pole like catching her around the way he was like smooth and weird with the fucking gun he was stewing it up and i love that um but yeah i just man i fucking mickey ruled mickey fucking ruled <laughs> toby mcguire would be the most obvious ghost face ever <laughs> yeah. yeah there's no way it's not him no way it's not him i totally agree with you um <clears throat> but uh isn't mickey supposed to be dead huh <laughs> But yeah, man, um, I loved him. I loved him a lot. And by the way, when this video is over with me, when this video is over, will you guys do me a favor? Please go into the comments on the actual video and put what yours is. Because I want to go through and see how ours match up for sure. Because I feel like I feel like this is one of those lists where everybody's is going to be very, very different. People are going to have Jill very, very high. Some people are going to have Mickey very low. Um, he's really high for me, but... <clears throat> And now it's a question of between two characters, who's first and who's second. Who is first and who's second? Uh, That is tough with this one. But before we get into that, going back to the poll, did you guys find Mindy's rules speech lackluster this time? Uh, As expected, 65% said yes. I did find it lackluster. 35% said no. And do you know why I think it was lackluster? Um, the number one reason is, is because it wasn't written that great. Like, and I, 
love what the uh, writers Vanderbilt and Busick have done with this movie. I really do. I love their writing. I think they have fucking crushed it. But nobody's perfect. And I feel like the writing wasn't that great on it. It sounded a lot like the speech from last time. And it kind of felt shoehorned in. But do you know part of the reason the Scream 5 speech felt so fun is because, you know, who was there? Who wasn't this there this time around? Dewey. Dewey was in Scream 5. He was there for the rules. And we're talking about missing Sydney. I miss Dewey a lot more than I miss Sydney in this movie. Like when he was there during the first rules thing and they were at their house or wherever, and that, that whole monologue, he was, he's been through this shit. So he was helpful in that conversation. He was there for the rules monologue and two, it was just him and Mickey kind of going through it together or not Mickey, him and Randy kind of going through it together. But the whole thing in five where he was like, are you sure you're not the killer? Cause that cut deep, like him not being there hurt a bunch. Uh, did Gail be in there help the movie that much? Not really wrong kid died. That's all I'm saying. I love Gail wrong kid dad. But, and Gail did some really stupid shit in that apartment. She had some really smart moments too. Like as far as like doing the call thing, but like when she just like, he's like, I'm in the elevator. She's like, okay. Like, don't go out in the hallway. Duh. Don't walk up to the killer while he's laying there. Duh. Like she did some really rookie shit for, for being such an expert on Ghostface or whatever. But uh, anyways, you said it best, Bloodhunter. Rest in peace, dude. Drop. You you are missed, Dewdrop. We love you, Dewdrop. <laughs> Hit me with a phone, dick. Um, yeah, number two is gonna be. Oh, I wanted to make him number one because you know he's my favorite, but it's Stu from Scream. You know, I want him to be number one, but he's no Sharon Stone. Uh, no, man, you guys know I love Stu. Uh, the absolute quote fucking factory from scream uh one of the funnest characters in in horror movie history i like Stu more than i like billy but when it comes to who's the better ghost face it's 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 i'm just gonna go ahead and put it there because you know who it is now at this point it's billy billy's the better ghost face because he was the leader in this sense number one number two I felt like a lot of the smart ideas from their plan came from, from him. Number three, Billy's far more believable than Stu as a killer. When you see Stu being the killer, he's always the, 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 the ghost face who trips and gets hit in the face and, and fucks up or whatever. Um, as far as the characters beforehand, Stu's way better. <laughs> Stu, like before the reveal, far more interesting than Billy. Like Billy's like, I'm trying to be cool, Sheriff. Even though I love Skeet Ulrich and I love him in that role, Stu was just fucking. He was the he was the comedic relief of that fucking movie. Him and Randy, but like him even more so. He's like, live her alone, get it, live her. Ow, what? Uh, so fucking good, you know that that whole thing. Besides, it takes a man to do something like that. Like he was the movie up until the reveal, and then the reveal, he was the best part of the fucking reveal too. Like I feel like now I'm making an argument for Stu. God damn it, Mike. But that being said, Billy was scarier. Billy was in charge of the whole thing. Billy had the plan. He he was a better killer. Stu could not have pulled this off without Billy. Billy could have probably pulled this off without Stu. So when you're ranking them, even though I don't want to, I have to put Billy number one. Because when that scene's taking place, like, you're entertained by Stu, but Billy's the dangerous one. Like, I felt like. You know what I mean? Like, you probably could have talked Stu out of it. You'd be like, hey. Listen, you don't really want to do this, man. Let's go get a fucking 40. 
let's let's listen to some fucking you know afro man have you heard the because i got high song it's hilarious like i don't know like he would be really easy to just talk out of it. like dude let's just go home and play fucking video games let's go play golden i'd be like all right man you know um but that being said people don't really give credit to how crazy stew actually was there's a quick shot you can see in the attic of his house where you can see like dolls like hung up and fucked up and shit like that he was sadistic in his own right and i think his his if they bring him back i think we're gonna find out that his shit goes a lot fucking deeper because we never really got to know stew alone you know we got to <laughs> live her alone uh we never got to know stew alone like when he's no one's around him how he really is he was always putting on for his friends going crazy there's probably a deeper layer to him and for those who say hey Stu could never be a mastermind because he was a goofy fuck in scream and he got fucked over by billy uh to them i say dude are you the same person you were in high school because i'm not i could pull off a lot of shit now i'm so much better in bed than i was in high school you know what never mind my point is this is that people fucking change. So Stu is capable of anything now, but in this movie, really Billy was the one who was the true ghost face and Stu was the fucking entertainment throughout the movie. So who's, which character do I like more fucking Stu? All right. You got me. Get it up. But, um, Billy's the best ghost face of all time. Not only did he technically start the whole thing, even though technically Roman started the whole thing, he was the original one who started it. And he just had more to do with everything. When you think of the first ghost face, do you really think of Roman? No, you think of Billy. And he still has more ties to the current movies than he used to. Sam's an extension of Billy. Billy's still in these movies in her head. Um, so it's fucking Billy, man. And he's so goddamn cool. I hate how fucking cool Ski Ulrich is in this movie. I'm like, I don't know if anybody would actually take you serious. If you like showed up to their window and you're like, I was watching The Exorcist, and it got me thinking of you. I got this PG-13 relationship. Like, I don't know. But I did love him for some reason in the sheriff's office when he's like, he's like, Sheriff. I didn't kill anybody or when they're pulling him away, the way he says Sydney's name, like when he's like, Sydney, <laughs> I don't know why it always makes me laugh, but um, he was really good. And the way he always just had his head down, his hair dangling here, <laughs> this certain fucking thing. Um, he was awesome as just Billy. He was awesome as Ghostface Billy. He was awesome. Uh, just the total fucking package, man. And mean sadistic as fuck. And that like, and think about it this way. Like, I don't know if there's any other killer aside from maybe Mickey. I'm, I'm running through it in my head just trying to make sure right now. Um, um, yeah, yeah, no. He's the only one I could I could really see, like, if nobody was around, would, like, fuck with your body a little bit. I'm not talking about, like, put a thing in your dead, but I'm talking about, like, he seems real deep fucked up. Like, Billy seems deep, 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 deep fucked up, you know? And he's one of the only ones who actually tricked Sydney, too. He got Sydney to have sex with him, okay? So that was number one. Poor fucking Derek. <laughs> Derek, Derek's hanging up there, and he's been nothing but fucking nice the entire time. And and she's just like, as soon as Mickey's like, hey, it was me and your buddy. And that's another cool thing about Mickey. He fucked with her a little bit. Um. But like she got, Billy's the one who got one up on her smarts wise. You know what I mean? Like he was smarter than she was. And <clears throat> I don't know if you can say he was smarter than she was, but he did trick her. He got the, he one upped her mentally for sure. Um, yeah, Robert, I, I would totally take a beer right now, man. That sounds amazing actually. Um, but anyways, yeah, just like he's sadistic, fucked up, deep down, fucked up, not just mama issues, whole lot of other stuff going on there. 
I think him and Stu may have been fucking a little bit. I'm not sure, but it's a possibility, and that's okay, you know? Um, but he was obviously fucking around on Sydney, too. He was out there banging girls in the streets of Woodsboro because <laughs> obviously that's where Sam came from. But, yeah, so, guys, that's that's my list. That's my list. That's it. I did it. So, backtracking for those of you who haven't seen it, and my voice is actually going out here. I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit. So, number 14, Fridge Guy. Didn't do anything. Never even killed anybody as far as we know. But he had plans to kill, so, therefore, we will give him the Ghostface title. Uh, Ethan, what stands out about Ethan compared to any other Ghostface? Nothing. Um, number 12, Quinn. All we know is that she 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 loved to fuck, and that's great, but literally brought nothing else really to the role except for a nice little she gets her teeth knocked out and still kind of crazy. So she's pretty tough, but um she was a nice surprise. Tony, awesome opening. Made he was short-lived, but you always gotta leave him one more. And he was really fun while he was on screen. Charlie uh really liked him post or pre Ghostface, once he became Ghostface, not really believable that he could pulled any of that stuff off. I, I loved his love of movies, but he just crushed it with that super corny monologue at the end, like just like Billy and Stu, old school, right? And another thing about him and Jill both, when they're talking to each other, like these killers are always going to Scooby Doo monologue their way out of a easy kill. There's not a single fucking movie in this entire franchise where the killer couldn't have went. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to tell you shit. Bam. Sydney's dead. Like they all have Sydney cornered, just slit her throat. But they don't. They talk. I mean, it's part of the movie. It's the Bond villain. Um. So uh, when people complain about that with the new movies, I'm like, that's every fucking movie, man. Like, how many times did did Billy Loomis have a knife to Nev's throat and could have just moved it six inches to the right and she's gone? But no, he wanted to tell her first. I mean, that's just that's a part of these movies. But anyways. Um, but Charlie just ruined it. The way him and Jill were talking to each other, like it almost, it seemed like someone trying to like be cool or like, I don't know, like trying to show off or something. It's like, yeah, I got some great footage of that kill. She's like, yeah, don't worry. I've got it edited. And they're like, all right, cool, man. Yeah, dude. And then he's like, shoulder me, shoulder me. Just so corny. Um, that was a terrible, get it up. You gotta, you gotta get more into your, get it up. If you're going to do the, get it up. When do we see Jamie Lee's breasts? You got to fucking get into it, man. Um, where were we? Who am I? Who, what, where? Um, number nine, Amber. Obvious reasons, really boring up until the ghost face reveal. Pretty fun during the ghost face reveal. Not believable as ghost face though, physically. Jill, very overrated in my opinion. Um, but that fight club scene did sell me. I love that stuff, but I think that she just very unbelievable. A the story, the motive was boring. The Sydney, 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 mm -mm. Miss Loomis. I love the, the mental aspect of Miss Loomis. The fact that she is masterminding this whole thing. I thought that was super dope, but her motive's not great because like you abandoned him. And now you're going to go through all this now that he's been found to be a murderer and to avenge him. But that doesn't make much sense. Um, <clears throat> and as we're recent enough now, you know, all my reasons for these ones, if you weren't here for that stuff. So, <sighs> I was going to say something and I forgot what it was. Shit. Fuck salads. Shit. Fuck salads. I totally forgot what I was going to say, but anyways, uh, Jonathan Fambro says, who would you cast as the killer in scream six? Who would you cast as the killer in, you mean scream seven? Or like, because we know who the killer in Scream 6 is. 
if I could have picked someone different, uh, I, I definitely wouldn't have changed Mulroney. I liked him a lot. Um, but as the killer in Scream 7, I don't know what's hard to say, man. Like, that's a that's a really hard task. That's something that would take a lot of fucking thought. I would love Lee Pace. I'll just throw Lee Pace out there because he's an underrated actor. He could really fit in the Scream franchise and do some really cool shit. So that's what I'll say to that. The almighty bunghole. I need TP for my bunghole. Says, of course you love the ghost face that killed Jada. <laughs> Mm-mm. Not, not, not stepping on that fucking hive. Not today. Not on this Tuesday of the Lord. Um, yeah, I do. Um, you got me there. You really do. Uh, Monica. Very interesting. Thank you very much, by the way. It says, Stu is the scariest because he had no motive. He was just doing it for fun, which shows how insane he is. Yes. Um, peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. Uh, he did it because he said peer pressure. That was a joke. But he was he was very worried about, like, I don't think he's all there. Like, you mean, he's like, he, like you said, he's fucking crazy. Like, he's like, you're murdering people. And what's going through his his head? My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. Like, he's not he's not all there. He really is sadistic and fucking nuts. And just callous, like on the inside. I think Principal Hembry's quote, um, and by the way, you got to give Stu and Billy credit for that too. They could peel the fucking principal of the high school. Like, that's ballsy. And strung him up from the goalpost. But um, uh, his whole, you you know, show the world you desensitize little shits for what you are. Like, in a sense, he was talking about Stu. He's just like... It's like that Mind Chemical Romance song, Teenagers Scared the Living Shit Out of Me. Like, that was the perfect kind of meta thing for that time. It's like some people just didn't give a fuck. And nobody really knew, you know, what to do. So uh, just his his character fits the time perfectly as well. Um, <laughs> Plains World said, your mom and dad are going to be so mad at you for putting Stu at number two. <laughs> uh, you hit him with the number two, dick. I didn't even think about all these. You guys are so much smarter and funnier and handsomer than I am. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm tired. Me too, buddy. Me too. Says you got a news bulletin now and a wham sticker. Oh yeah, yeah. Got a little ticker down there. Got a little sticker. Just getting fancy. Woo! We are fancy as shit. Probably should have thought of that like the first time we did this because it was super fucking easy. But here we are, not good at our jobs, and um, you guys still show up anyway. You do, and. You know, I don't know what to say except for thanks. Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. This has been a fucking blasty blast. Do you want to check the news with me real quick? Make sure nothing's happened since we've been talking. I don't think it has, but I'll take a quick look. See, Justin Proper said, you type in Scream 6 next to Jill's name tells me you think she's alive. Did I fucking really? (gasps) They're on to me. (laughs) Holy shit, man. Maybe Jill is alive. Fuck no. She's deader than shit, man. She got the blasty blasts on her. But hey, if you believe she's alive, fucking more power to you. Um, after Quinn, absolutely. She's alive. Stu is alive. Principal Henry is alive. <laughs> Everyone's a suspect. They all lived. All 400, Ethan. All 400. Um, <clears throat> Vanessa, absolutely right. Fucking been here for forever. And we love you so much. Uh, I can't tell you how much your support and your friendship means to me. Clinton, when is Patreon stream? The Patreon stream, my friend, is going to be on the first day of April. That's right. 
the Patreon Saturday stream where we play songs on guitar and listen to music and do trivia and do music trivia and soundtrack trivia and horror trivia and beer chugs. All that you can find in the link below, by the way. Uh, it's Saturday night, 9 p.m. April the 1st is when that one's going to be, my good man. And uh, Justin Proper said, get on the hashtag Fawns train right now. Dude, I, I don't care. Bring Principal Henry back. His ass climbed off the fucking goalposts and beat the shit out of all those kids who came to leer at his dead body. <laughs> Devin Collins, thanks so much, man. Says, um, the screen movie should do flashbacks to clues the killers left behind or secret conversations, kind of like what Saul does. There's so much room for that right now. Like, if you look at what fucking Halloween Kills did with the flashback and the fact that they're torn, it seems, on when to bring Stu back, I think we'll definitely see Matthew Lillard again. So if they don't bring Stu back, I do think we'll get a flashback or something like that that ties into the future movies. absolutely. fucking lootly it's either flashback or stew back. I think that baby got back backpack. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm getting the fuck out of here, guys. Thank you guys for hanging with me so much. Um, I don't think that there's anything else that's come out to talk about. And my battery is about to take a dump. I do have another one just in case, but I don't think anything's happened today. Uh, I'm checking right now as we speak just to make sure. And again, we should be live on, uh, I believe we're going to be live on Thursday, but we will be live one more day this week for sure. I think it'll be st- Thursday. Um, yeah, I don't see nothing crazy going on. Uh, Friday the 13th is now on 4K. Uh, that's cool. How many fucking releases of Friday the 13th does the world need? <laughs> but hey, everything should be in 4K. You know what I want to see? When the fuck is Scream three and four and five or three and four going to blu-ray i have scream one i have scream five i have scream two and it's in fucking complete i need three and four and fucking blu-ray or on 4k stat that's pissing me off the fucking completest in me is is gonna shit his pants out of anger at some point um but yeah hey yeah john wick four of you will be up on friday clinton uh we will have that austin lackey you shut your tits just kidding man leave whatever you want dude um guys i'm getting uh, it's on blu-ray sorry 4k yeah uh i'm gonna go i got no throat left gotta save that for the deep throat you know what i mean (laughs) that's a that's a tuesday night special um hey i love you all's fucking faces thanks so much for hanging with me today and uh i hope you guys had fun please put your ghost face rankings in the comments down below fucking love you guys see ya